When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. My name is Shawnee, and I am here to talk about my journey with oral cancer. Oral cancer. Okay, can you tell us where it all started? Uh, February of this year, I um, had a bad tooth, a wisdom tooth on my left side. Um, Finally made a doctor's appointment, went to the dentist, had it pulled. Um, It just wouldn't heal. Never would close up. You know, they say you know, pack it with your gauze, it'll close up eventually. I just thought that maybe it was an infection. So I'd had a couple of rounds of antibiotics trying to make it, you know, go away. I wasn't really too much concerned about it. It was less pain than what it was when I had the tooth in, but it was still painful. So I um, woke up one morning and I couldn't hear out of my left ear and it scared the crap out of me. I went to the emergency room. The ER doctor looked in my mouth and said, I'm not touching you. I'm sending you to an oral surgeon. So when um, when he saw your mouth, was there any like sore or anything or like what made him say that? He basically said that my dentist at the time was working outside of his expertise. That okay. he should have noticed or seen what was going on inside my mouth. He didn't tell me, but he it makes me think with him saying that he knew that it wasn't an infection. Yeah. Okay. He set me up for an emergency appointment at 8 a.m. the next morning. Um, I went, took x-rays. They were like, well, we don't don't see anything on the x-rays. Wow. I was like, oh, wait till you open open my mouth and look inside. Uh, So he done that. Yeah. And he was like, well, it's not an infection. Uh, He said, we're going to have to take a biopsy. So he numbed me up, cut a piece of it out, sent it off. Was it like sores? Was it like... It was just like an open, gaping sore. Um, it was swollen, so a lot of it you really couldn't see. Mm-hmm. But it was just like a dark color, and it was something that, that you wouldn't normally see on skin. Yeah. And it, and it be just an infection or even be normal skin. Yeah. But I just thought that, you know, I I didn't know. I'm not a doctor. Yeah. So I just thought it was an infection. Wow. And and was it just at the part where you got your teeth pulled or was it all over your mouth? Only where I got that tooth pulled. Wow. And was that there before? No. No? No? I mean, they say that it was under there and getting the tooth pulled is what made it um, visible. Mm -hmm. So they could actually see that something was going on. Um, I don't know if the trauma to the area getting the tooth pulled made it spread even more because it was it was a vigorous cancer. It, it was it was spreading pretty fast. When they took a look at your mouth, what did they do after that? Uh, everything was really fast, and you know I didn't get the test results from them. You know you got that whole app where you you can look up you know your doctor's appointments and things like that, and yeah. they put the test results on there first. On the on the app. Oh, on the app. So oh, so you found out through there. I found out by myself. Oh my gosh. 
So did they- Teaches me to be nosy. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry you went through that. Um, There's- Oh. (laughs) Right there if you want. Might need that. Yeah. When you found that the test results, did they say that it was cancer? Like it was labeled cancer? It uh, It was labeled squamous cell carcinoma. Wow. And in my left retromolar trigone. You found out the results, and then after that, did you hear from them? Oh, right yes. After? Within a month, I was already scheduled for surgery. And tell me tell me about that. Uh, <laughs> it was a lot more intense than what um, we've, we thought it was going to be going in. They didn't know going in whether or not they were going to have to take a, a bone from my leg to replace my jaw. So that was a possibility uh, going into the surgery. Thank God they didn't have to do that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, There are many people that don't have that option that, you know, they actually had to have a piece of their bone removed to replace their jaw. So they they only had to shave mine down. So thank God, you know, if if, I think if I would have waited, you know, a little longer that that maybe it would have gotten a little further down into my bone and I would would definitely had to have had a piece of my leg bone taken. Wow. Okay, let me just backtrack a little bit. So the cancer, what what is it called? Squamous cell carcinoma. And it is a skin cancer. Skin it is cancer. a form of skin cancer. And I had it inside my mouth. Inside your mouth. And it went down to your... Lymph ass- nodes. Lymph nodes. And it got that bad to where they it was were already considering... Ma- yeah, it was already metastasizing. So it and- was going down into other parts of my body. Oh my goodness. So stage four. Stage four. Four B is what they called it. Showed up at the LSU at I think five o'clock in the morning. And if I would have known then the possibilities of the things that I would see when I woke up. Yeah. I would have said a whole lot more to my family before I went in. It was rough. I had um, I had a twelve hour surgery that day, and then uh, lo and behold, I threw a blood clot in my transported spot. They um, this on my arm right here. I don't know if y'all can see it, but yeah, they uh, took to the um, tendon and the skin and a vein and an artery, and they put this inside my mouth to take. And cover what they took out. Took out. Yeah. So they took out um, cheek, gums, teeth, and shaved down my jawbone. I woke up. Uh, I was in a um, fentanyl and ketamine coma for four and a half days. I wasn't supposed to be awake, <laughs> yeah. but apparently I was um, writing letters and notes back and forth to my family on a piece of paper with a red pen and they kept it all. And it was, um, uh, me just saying things like, I'm glad I get to see my kids. Yeah. Um, what's this in my nose? <laughs> Cause they had a feeding tube like surgically stitched into the inside of my nose. And I think out of everything, that was the thing that I hated the most. <laughs> yeah. That thing hurt. But, um, it was scary, and it was more scary, I think, for my family. Yeah. 
because uh, like on day two, my boyfriend, he actually had a uh, doctor's appointment that he had to go to to get a refill for his medication. So he had to go do it. So he had missed that first ICU visitation that first morning. But he had, he called, you know, to check on me and make sure that I was doing good while he went to his doctor's appointment. And they told him that I, that I was doing good. Everything was fine. You know, I'm obviously I'm asleep. Yeah. Um, he shows up for that next appointment, that next uh, meeting time where they can come in, and I'm not in my room. I'm missing. He has no idea where I'm at. Nobody called him. Nobody told him anything. I threw a blood clot in my wow. transported site, and uh, I had to go in for another eight-hour surgery. surgery. This was the, the next day after my first surgery. Your, so so 12, 12 hours of surgery, mm-hmm. and then you had a blood clot, and then you had to do another eight-hour? Yes. Wow. I had drains coming out of my neck. Obviously, you can see the scar here. They took um, 24 lymph nodes out of my neck, and they uh, did test. They did pathology tests on those 24 lymph nodes, and two of them had cancer. Mm-hmm. And it wouldn't have been a big deal, and they would have just, you know, took those out, you know, and just that would have been it. You know, surgery would have been all I had to do. But um, the pathology report on those two lymph nodes said that um, cancer had escaped those lymph nodes. Okay. So that set me up for the next stage of treatment. So after uh, seven days of ICU, um, I got one night in a regular room before I got to go home. On I went home on, um, on I think it was day nine, I think I went home. My son took me, which... Mm-hmm. You know, he, he's 18. He was one of the biggest support things that I had. Yeah. He took such good care of me. He took me home. I went home with a wound back on my arm right here mm-hmm. that had to be um, changed like every two days. So I was, you know, appointments here, appointments there. Um, after about uh, two weeks of uh, being out of the hospital, I went to uh, my first radiologist and chemotherapy appointments found out I had to do 30 rounds of radiation every day five days a week so I had to do you know six weeks of radiation Radiation? and then I had six chemotherapy treatments so I had to do one chemo a week okay can you tell me about the radiation and the chemotherapy what the process um it's rough. Yeah. It's <laughs> it does so much to your body. I wouldn't wish it on nobody. I promise. There's a lot more um, vicious chemo's out there. I had a mild one. Okay. I didn't lose all my hair. I did lose a lot of. Th- I had a lot of thinning and things like that. I have a lot of hair growth that's come back in. But you know, a lot of chemo's that people have, they lose. They lose everything, and I'm thankful that. He put me on a low-dose chemo to where I didn't. The radiation was difficult, not in the early stages. I had um, been put on a light therapy research program where they, um, a test study, you could say, they would uh, go in every morning before my radiation appointment, and I would put these trays in my mouth and they would shoot a red light therapy into my mouth to try to help with the ulcers and the sores and things like that to you know help minimize the the effects of the radiation 
And I'm telling you right now, that saved me. It took away, I'm thinking, maybe 80% of the amount of ulcers and pain that I would have had inside my mouth. Because radiation, it burns you, literally. Burns you from from the out everywhere. Radiation's gotten a lot better these days. Like, they can pinpoint right to where they need to, to mm-hmm. shoot it. But, you know, the areas around that, they still get burned. Like, the side of my face, it looked like I had a really bad sunburn. Wow. So you can see it physically, too? Yeah, you can see it on the outside. You can see the effects of the radiation. Like, the whole side of my face was red. They they pinpointed the radiation. They got the radiation done, uh, got my chemo done. It was rough. It was hard. And you went through that for the radiation and chemotherapy for six, six weeks. Six weeks. Six oh. weeks. Not something I could feel. Mm-hmm. The cancer itself. Whenever they done the surgery, uh, they said they took all the cancer out. That this was a precaution. Um, this is something that they wanted to do to make sure that if there was just an inkling of any cancer left, that they were going to get it. They said they got it all in the surgery, but those pathology reports of the lymph nodes scared them. I had a CAT scan about um, two months after the six weeks. Okay. And it was clear. Yeah. They, and you can't say that you're cancer-free until five years of clean scans. Wow. But I can officially say that I am in remission. I don't have the full use of my left arm yet. Wow. I have went back to work. Yeah. They've got me on light duty. I'm thankful that they held my job the entire time. And what do you do for I work for the post office at the plant. Oh nice. Yeah. When you first found out that you had cancer, how did you feel? What was going through your mind? This is it. After all the things I've been through in my life, this is what's going to take me out. That was it. That's how I felt. I was like, really? I was mad. Yeah. I was, um, I was upset. I was hurt. I felt betrayed by God. Yeah. And it took a lot of it took a lot of praying and internal feelings. I had to find who I was again with a compl- being a completely different person now. Like it changed my entire life. The things you thought mattered, yeah, they don't matter no more. And then the things that you thought weren't important are the things that matter the most. How did you keep a positive? mindset during that time my friends and family I had such an amazing support system yeah and I know a lot of people out there don't have that I met quite a few people in radiation and chemo you know through talking to them and just being in the same place as them at the same times every day for six weeks you know a lot of those people didn't have the support system that I had and it broke my heart yeah everything I needed and then some. And it, it's funny because you think you know what people are going to show up for you when yeah. something like that happens. And then they don't. They don't. And then the people that you never in this whole world thought that they would be there for you for that are there. You're right there. 
holding your hand, doing everything that needs to be done and not asking for nothing in return. I'm talking, we had people getting Walmart orders and groceries and sending it to the house, meal trains, cooking food for the kids because I was on a liquid diet for six weeks. I couldn't eat anything. I was literally drinking my food. <laughs> it was rough, I'm telling you. So I eat all the things now. Shakes, yogurts, soft eggs. I finally got to be able to eat those. But people showed up. That's amazing. And that's that was the biggest thing for me. Yeah. Is people showed up. They made a difference. And, you know, people are always like, oh, you're a survivor. Oh, you're strong. I'm like, I, I don't know any other way to be. Yeah. There's I didn't no know way. that there was an option. I couldn't. I'd, I had I had a choice. Yeah. No. In my mind, I didn't. I didn't have a choice. I only knew that I had to survive. And I did. So during that six-week period, you would just go home and then just do radiation and chemotherapy? Yeah, I had to drive up to the cancer center every day of the week. Oh, so it's every day? Yeah, radiation is radiation every day. It's every day. And then I do chemo one day a week. We call those the, our long days. Those are the days that after we're done with radiation. Because radiation is only like 10 minutes. Go in, sit down. The whole process of you getting in the room, laying on the table, them doing the radiation is like nine minutes. That's oh. it. And you're done. You walk out, go home. Chemo is a long day. Yeah. <laughs> those are the days where you have to go and have your port accessed. And you got to go and, you know, get pumped full of vitamins and chemicals and things like that, then you get to go home. So those were the long days. Those were the days that you were there until 2, 3 o'clock in the evening. My son, man, he drove me. Like there was a point to where my bed was too tall and my child would pick me up like a baby yeah. and place me in the bed so I didn't have to climb. It was, it was a lot. Yeah. You know, between both of my kids, they... They really knew how to take care of their mama. <laughs> yeah. So you have two kids. Yes, I have a son. Kids. He's 18 and my daughter's 14. Wow. Before I even knew I was in remission, I was already back to work. I was, eh, I need to go back to work. Yeah. <laughs> I stir crazy, I guess you could say. Uh, and, you know, before I got cancer, I was like, oh, man, work. You know, who wants to do that? Yeah. And now it's like, oh, yeah, I get, get to go to, to work. work. I don't have to. I get to. I, I don't have, oh, man, I have to go grocery shopping. I get to. Yeah. You appreciate everything that you have now. A lot more. A lot more. Wow. A lot. It changed my changed my entire outlook on everything. I found myself in a new sense of faith. Yeah. Through all of it. When I got my results, I was sitting on my back porch by myself, and I I was just scrolling, and I zoomed in, and I seen it, and I was like, straight to Google, you know? What is this? What does yeah. this mean? You know, why? I just thought that maybe that was a type of infection. Yeah. Then I remember that last word, carcinoma. And I, I go back to when my aunt had passed away, and she had had small cell carcinoma. Wow. So that's when it hit me. I had cancer. Yeah. 
At first I was mad. I was so mad. I was mad at the world. I was mad at myself. Like, what could I have done to change this outcome? Should I have lived a healthier life? Could I have ate better? Like, what happened? What caused this? I started to think about all of the things in my life that were traumatic beforehand Mm -hmm. from childhood to previous relationships to just all of the things that I have been through in my life and I realized that I can see where I am now not now as in cancer but now as in yesterday the day before you know before I found out And see how far I've come after all of those things that have happened in my life. Yeah. And realize that, you know, he really did mean he's not going to put it on you unless he knows that you can make it through it. Keep telling myself, and I kept telling myself, that God is good. God is good. God is good. He is going to pull me through this. He's going to make it to where I have a new insight on life and you know, I'm a firm, firm believer of everything happens for a reason. Yeah. I don't know what those reasons were, and I'll probably never know. But I'm, I'm thankful. Yeah. Because maybe I was losing sight of how life was supposed to be, or maybe I was losing uh, the view. In the area of what God wanted me to to be, what he wanted me to see, how he wanted me to live my life. And I'm such a strong-willed person that he's like, oh, we're going to give you cancer so you, you can straighten yourself out. <laughs> Something like that. And it just, you know, I'm, I'm thankful. I'm thankful to God. Yeah. I'm thankful for to God because of many other things. You know, he showed me the importance of not only things, but people. I will always be a cancer survivor. I will always refer to myself as having cancer because just because it's gone, the effects are still there. They're still there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you say effects, like what are those? Part of the, the chemo has left uh, some weakness in my left leg. It's called a drop foot, uh-huh. and it's a neurological issue. Um, my cancer doctor thinks that it'll go away eventually. You know, it's just uh, a weakness. Uh, I just got to be mindful of where I step. It's gotten a lot better a lot since better. I stopped treatment, but um, I can still feel it every once in a while. Like it's still there. Um, obviously my arm, Your arm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny because like I'll be wearing sleeves or even not wearing sleeves and I'll go to the regular doctor or something and you know they don't touch your port only your you know your cancer doctor does they'll be like oh do you want me to pull blood out of your left arm or your right arm and I'm like well you might want to do my right arm because my left arm doesn't have a vein yeah <laughs> and they're oh. like what yeah. I was like, yeah, it doesn't have a vein in it. So they completely took out that vein? Yeah, they took out there? a vein and an artery. Wow. So all of this is numb. Like, it's like a superficial numb. You can feel me touching it. Like, I can feel myself touching the outside. Yeah. But it's like, like 
the feeling when you go to the dentist and they numb you up to do a cleaning or whatever. Yeah, you and can it's feel coming like the, back. The, the, yeah, you the, can, just a top. Yeah, yeah. That's how it feels all the time, and it's cold. I'm like, hey, do you want to touch my cold thumb? <laughs> uh, can I feel? It? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely colder than the other side. Because it doesn't have the circulation that it normally would. And it's mainly just my thumb. Like, all my other fingers all are fine. All the others. Yeah. So is thumb. it just your thumb that you can't feel the, or the whole no, left? No, all of this is fine. It's it's just, just right here. Just the thumb. And around where, you know, it's at. Yeah. And, like, the same with my face. Because whenever they um, cut me right here. Yeah. And a lot of people are like, oh, you can't even tell. And I'm like, oh, hold on. Let me look up. So I make a joke with my uh, surgeon all the time, and I would tell him, I was like, I know what you was doing. He's like, what? I was like, you put it in my fat folds, didn't Stop. you? <laughs> you I, thank you. <laughs> I tell him all the time. Every time I see him, I was like, you know what you was doing. <laughs> um, eventually, you know, the trach scars, because I had to have a trachea to breathe and mm -hmm. stuff while I was in the hospital. Um, those scars and then these little ones on the side from my drains and stuff, they'll eventually fade. So it goes from the middle up to the ear? All the way up right here. Wow. And uh, they, they call that a dissection. So all of the nerves get cut through, um, even up here on the inside of my mouth. So it's basically like me being as nosy as I can be as always. I uh, You're able to go onto the app and look at your doctor's notes from your surgery. Yeah. So I can go minute by minute and see what they've done. And how they done it, and what they done, and uh, yeah, I freaked myself out a little bit about doing that. But um, you can notice that uh, it was. This is going to be kind of weird and gross, but it's like they picked my face up and like <sighs> cleaned all that out inside, outside, did all that, and then they kind of just like sewed me back up. It. Yeah, yeah, that was weird, <laughs> but. I I had good care, and that was my biggest thing yeah. was the amount of care that I had. Which hospital were I was were you at then? LSU? LSU, okay. Mm -hmm. At the uh, um, I was at the ICU floor, and uh, my son could tell me, but I can't remember her name right now for the life of me. But there was this one nurse, yes, yeah, and man, she fought tooth and nail for me. Oh. Because, you know, they would come in and poke and prod. And doctors, they don't have no bedside manner. None. Yeah, I've heard that. So Hold they'll on. just come in and push and poke and prod and take and get. And my nurse would be like, um, excuse me, yeah. what are you doing to my patient? Like, I need you to stop. Yeah. And she was like, y'all need to get out of here. Y'all need to come back later. Because, you know, they don't care. Yeah. They was changing bandages and ripping and pulling. And she... But that nurse. Oh yeah, that one nurse, and it you know it only takes that one. Yes. To make a difference, and by God, she made one. God, I wish I could remember her name. I know my son knows, but yeah. I can't for the life of me remember right now. But um, she was amazing. She made a big difference in my care, and made sure. Gosh, she made sure I was taken care of. It's amazing. Yeah, I do. Because um, I do nails for a living and I do a lot of nurses and they tell me so much of other nurses that really, you know, even doctors that don't really care about their job and they're just so rough. And I don't get it. 
Yeah. Just, it's, it goes back to the same thing of, of like um, a restaurant worker or a drive through yeah. worker. If you don't like your job, baby, go don't, do something yeah, else. Don't work there. <laughs> Why? Why are you making yourself so unhappy right now? Mm-hmm. Like, and then you're making others, other people unhappy. You're making them miserable because you're miserable. And then those people that don't have a voice in, the, in it and can't speak up, those are the ones that are the... Yeah, the ones that get hit hardest yeah. with those things. But speaking up about your own health care is definitely something that needs to happen more with more people. And, you know, this is your sign. If you have a bad tooth, go to the dentist. Don't wait. Wow. And make sure that, you know, you, you have a good dentist. Yeah. So that cancer, it starts with like the root canals or something, or is it just like a... I don't know. Like I'm thinking that maybe I had it and the pulling and the trauma of getting the tooth pulled maybe caused it to be like, "Mm, you know, spread, I'm here, hey. I don't know if the cancer was causing the tooth irritation, Mm. which caused me having to have the tooth pulled, or if having the tooth pulled caused the cancer to spread more it could have been both there's no idea how long it's been there and then the trauma of the opening of the wound per se could have been what caused it to spread but we'll never know tell me about your life now go to work i come home (laughs) (laughs) those are the great many things um my son's in college now, so uh, over the summer he moved into the dorms at NSU, and uh, that's a struggle all in its own. Yeah, <laughs> grown man child. <laughs> um, I spend a lot more time with my daughter now. Yeah. My son's out of the house because you know she's the only one there. I know I get she's on her nerves. Fourteen. <laughs> yeah, she's fourteen. <laughs> my boyfriend he he works in uh, out on the road doing a lot of. Um, structural builds for concerts and things like that so he's not always home but when he is we just hang out and spend time together actual you know time yeah not just being physically in the same place with somebody so that's always great it was a real big support system yeah if you think you have a support system and they don't show up it's worse than just not having one yeah because you're double let down in a in a way you know you're you're let down because you don't have one and then you're let down because you thought you did now you don't support is a big thing so you know obviously if y'all have anybody out there that y'all know that has a silent illness or has cancer show up yeah show up and it's funny because I was still going through like my chemo and radiation and stuff in June mm-hmm. and my birthday is June 7th oh, wow. and my kid, man, he went and like a couple of days before my birthday and went up and down the street that we live on, handing out notes, letting them know, don't park your car on the road on this day at this time because we're having a parade. This boy went and got all of my friends and family. I mean, some of my family even come down from Texarkana. And he got the fire department and the police department and local car clubs. And he had a par- I was like outside on the um, bed of my sister in law's truck, and I just thought that we were hanging out outside. He's yeah. like, Hey, do you want to go outside and sit down? I was like, Yeah, sure, you know, let's go outside. So I'm outside, fresh out the shower. 
no no hair done, no makeup, hair still wet. And now all of a sudden I'm being videotaped because there's a parade going down the road. I'm ugly crying. And I mean ugly crying. And it it was the best birthday that I never thought I was going to get again. That's so amazing. It was so sweet. Yeah. But it, you know, he, and we, we met a bunch of our neighbors doing that as well. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, people were coming out of their houses to watch the little parade. I mean, it was, it was, it was pretty long. It was great. They really made my, my day. I had family members um, Instacarting me c- uh, cake and ice cream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because, you know, I, my immune system was still low right yeah. then, so of course a parade was the thing that needed to be had. So I wasn't around a lot of people, but yeah, I was surprised, and it's really hard to get over one over on me. It's yeah. really hard for me not to know what's going on. Yeah. I pay attention entirely too much, and that's probably because <laughs> of the true crime podcast. Yeah, but <laughs> it makes you think. I mean, I, one of them is uh, it, their taglines at the end, uh, like Kendall Ray's is, uh, stay safe out there. Yeah. <laughs> and then true crime all the time is keep your own time ticking. Well, that is what I'm doing. Yeah. I am always going to be watching my back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because uh, you never, you just never know. So, yeah, it's really hard to get one over on me, but they surprised the heck out of me that day. And, you know, this is the first Christmas, and this is the first Thanksgiving and you know the the day, November first, my Christmas tree went up, up. <laughs> and everybody's like, you know, it's a little early for that. I'm like, no, no, because this is a Christmas I didn't know I was gonna have. Yeah, I put out a Facebook invite for Thanksgiving. I was like, you know, I'm cooking all the stuff. Yeah, we're eating all the things because these are holidays. I didn't know I was gonna make it. Yeah, so they're like little extra important to me now yeah and you know I just have to say like you know this is this is my first time you know meeting you and I just feel (laughs) so sorry that you went through that but I'm so happy that you went through that yes that part you're amazing (laughs) you're gonna gonna make me cry (laughs) but gosh yeah that's for the short amount of time and the fact that it, you know, it just happened recently. And now that you're in. I went from having a tooth pulled to finding out I had cancer, cancer. to surgery, to chemo, to radiation, to back to work in 232 days. Stage four cancer, gone. 232 days. All I've ever known in my life is to fight. Yeah. <laughs> and you say, you know, it, a lot of the times we take a lot of things for granted. A lot. And a I lot. see it so much every day. Yeah. And like, it's so crazy because like with me starting this, because I work so much. And ever since I started this podcast, like you just, I've just realized like tomorrow is really not guaranteed. And like, I've been, I've been in Tech for 10 years and we've had our nail salon for four years, and I would work from opening to closing, opening to closing. But now with me starting this, like, 
this whole month i've been getting off so early i've been spending so much time with my kids and with my husband and it definitely changes your life a new perspective is always the best yeah because of all you know the people that i've been talking to i mean i talk to so many people you know while i'm doing nails but we don't ever get so deep in the conversation but um you're my ninth person you're my ninth um interview or my ninth session and I've learned so much from each and every person that I've, you know, I've talked to. Time is so freaking precious. And I wish that more people would realize that earlier in their life. The world itself would be different, but it would be a much happier place, I yeah. think, that if, if people would just realize that there's more to life than grinding and going, you know... Money can replace itself, but time cannot. Got to get it back. And that's like my just my mindset, you know, like make sure that I have I'm working this much, this much so I can make this much for my family. Mm -hmm. But really, they don't really care about that. They don't they don't see all of the big picture things because yeah, they're babies, you they, know. Yeah. But, you know, you, you do. And it's up to you to distill that into them. It's yeah. up to you to teach them that, yes, this is important. important yeah. Yes, we have to pay the bills. You know, you've got to do what you got to do, but you also have to spend time. Time, yeah. Spend your time. Yeah. Because you don't get to take it with you when you go. Yeah, it's just, it's just overwhelming. <laughs> it's, it can't it's, be. For somebody that's going through cancer or like anything traumatic in their life, what message do you have for them? You're stronger than you think you are. You are. You can do it. You can strive. You can get past it. It's not an end-all be-all. Cancer doesn't have to be the end. And, it, you know, it breaks my heart because for some people it is. Yeah. But for a lot of people that end up, you know, passing from cancer and things. It makes me think, did they know that they could fight harder for their treatments? Did they know that there was more things out there for them? And your sign right there, it there are so many beautiful reasons to be happy. Yeah. This one right here, there's a story to this. My um my husband, Randolyn, loves the restaurant over there. I don't know if she's ever made you try it. Which one is it? Boca. Uh, yeah, she talks about it. <laughs> she was like, and they closed it yeah. down. Yeah, it closed. Yeah, they closed down. And this was one of the signs that was in the restaurant. So I'm like, it has a new home now. You know, when uh, when one door closes, another one opens. Yes. And there's always a, a reason, a purpose as, as to why things, you know, end. Nothing happens for no reason. For no reason. Yeah. And it's not up to you to try to figure out why. Just let it be. Yeah. Just let it be. You're going to drive yourself crazy trying to figure out why is this happening. And a lot of people focus on the negative things that happen. And why is this negative thing happening? Why? Yeah. You know, everything has an opposite. Every reaction has an equal and opposite reaction. So, you, you know, you can take negative things and turn them positive in your own mind to make it to where, you know, it, you're happy. And sometimes 
you're the only one that can do that for yourself. Yes. You can't rely on other people to do it for you. Yeah, I truly believe that too. And so life is a mindset, you know, cancer treatment. Everything's a mindset. You know, I knew in my mind that I was going to be okay after I got out of cancer. I mean, out of the hospital, out of surgery, you know, and me leaving the hospital was the day that I knew I was going to be okay. I knew that I was going to be fine. Yeah. You know, and you hear the doctors, they'll say, I've never seen somebody do so well. Never seen somebody heal so fast. Or I've never, I've never, yeah, never this, never that. And I'm like, you know, it's not a big deal to me because, uh, oh, you're so young. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I prayed a lot. Faith Faith and family. Faith and family. Family. And family, you know, these days has a whole lot more meaning than, you know, people that were born into. Yep. I found out uh, the hard way that your your friends can become a whole lot more of family to yeah. you than your actual family can. Yeah. I have one, my twin cousin. It's funny because, you know, we were talking about the um, the letters and stuff that I was writing in the hospital. Yeah. And we had went last September down to um, Mexico so that he could have um, – Weight loss surgery. Yeah. So, you know, I had about 13 years ago, I gave him a nickname of Polly and it just stuck. So everybody calls him that. And I couldn't for the life of me on my fentanyl and ketamine drip, couldn't remember Polly at all. Couldn't remember his name, but I could remember gastric bypass cousin. (laughs) And I wrote that on this piece of paper and I was like, you know, because I wanted him um, our sis- uh, our moms are sisters, and we're born two days apart. Uh-huh. So we have been, you know, right there. Yeah, glued. Glued for the last 38 years. And, you know, a lot of people can't say I've had a best friend for 38 years, but I have had a best friend That's for 38 amazing. years. And we fight like cats and dogs, <laughs> and I love him to death. <laughs> but I, I couldn't remember his name for the life of me when I was in the hospital. But he's been a big support as well. And I know you talked about your son a lot. And he sounds such an amazing... He's so sweet. Yes. <laughs> he's uh, he's going to uh, NSU for his bachelor, BSN, bachelor nice. of science, nursing or something. Nursing? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, he's yeah. going to do so well. And, you know, I was like, you got good practice, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, from changing bandages to wounds to... To helping me in and out of the bed, you know, he he done it all. And I wouldn't have been able to survive at home if it was not for him. I mean, I felt like I was ringing the bell all the time. I'm like, and, I, he's, and he was there here. quick. Yeah. Um, every appointment. Every. Every need. Yeah. He was there. That's amazing. I know this is going to be hard, but <laughs> I can um, already feel the waterworks coming. Maybe I should get a tissue ready. <laughs> Who are the top five people that help you through your journey? And what are the messages that you want to give them? Oh, wow. This one's going to hit hard. Uh, in no particular order, order at all, because there's no favoritism here. I love you all, all the same. Um, my son, obviously. Thank you for being there for me. 
Um, number two, my daughter. She is such an amazing kid, man. She, her light, her insight, how smart she is. It just, she's gonna, she's gonna make a difference in this world. I already know it. Uh, my boyfriend, Brian. Thanks for holding it together for me because I couldn't hold it together for a while there. <laughs> um, Polly, William, my cousin. Yeah. He always is the one that gives me the exact thing I need to hear, whether it's for me or against me. It doesn't matter. He's not going to sugarcoat anything, and he never has with me. Yeah. So if... I'll call him and I'll ask for advice. He's not going to sugarcoat anything. He's going to tell me if I'm in the wrong, he's going to tell me. Yeah. And that has happened quite a few times. <laughs> and then my best friend, Anna. I cannot tell you the countless times we've been on FaceTime for hours while I was sick, just laughing and I don't know where I would be in life if I did not have her love. She is such a strong person. And I strive to be as strong as she is. And she probably says the same thing about, about me. You. Yeah. <laughs> but she is, her and William and LB have been, Brian, LB, <laughs> Brian have been my rock. Those three people have been, as an adult, you know, have been everything that I've needed in my life. And not all of them have been there the whole time, except for William. William's yeah. been there the whole time. But I feel like the other ones have came into my life exactly when I needed them to and to help me through exactly what I needed them to help me through. And... That's for every one of them. Anna is a big part of my life. She is a big part of my existence on this earth because there were a lot of times before I had even gotten with my boyfriend where I didn't know if I was going to make it or if I was strong enough to. And she was always there to hold my hand. 13 years now. I have a high school best friend, too. Her name's Alina. We, we've been best friends since we were 12. I don't get to see her as much as I want to. Um, we chat back and forth. We're not as close as we used to be, but it's one of those friendships where you could not see each other for 10, mm -hmm. 15 years and then just go over for lunch and yeah. it be... You just pick up where you left exactly off. Exactly where we left, left off. And I love her for that. I love her for that. I have a lot of amazing people in my life, a lot of amazing people, yeah. a lot of caring people too. So that always makes a difference. Dad's passed away. My mom is, Lord knows what she does on a daily basis. But um, I have learned over the last four years that my boyfriend's family has really brought me in and made me feel like I was part of their family. And I love them for that. Yeah. His mom is the, God, 
she is the best. Yeah. Kind of. She's a, she's retired about seven or so years ago from the Shreveport Police Department as wow. a dispatcher. And so, you know, she's seen it and heard it all. Yeah. But her heart and her advice and it it makes a difference. It makes a difference to have a conversation with somebody that loves you and can give you the advice that you need on your life. Yeah. No matter who they are. Talk to your friends, man. Go see them. Yeah. Show up. Show out. Yeah. Because tomorrow is not promised. Never. Be there for the people that you say you love. Man, you can't say you love somebody if you're not there for them. Show up. That's it. Show up. I have no words. <laughs> <laughs> I am just so grateful that you reached out to me and were able to tell your story. Did I add you on Facebook or like how did it? Um, Kelsey. You saw her episode. I did. And uh, Kelsey, I've seen her uh, for since she was a little baby getting yeah. raised up. I, w- I used to be married to one of um, her mom's cousins. Okay. Like the dog that I have that's the biggest part of my life right now other than, you know, people. Um, it come from them. His yeah. name's Kane. And so I've known Kelsey for forever Yeah, since she was five, six years old. Yeah. So seeing her grow up and seeing her become a mother and have babies and live life and do the adult thing. You know, not only does it make me feel a little old, but (laughs) it it makes me happy to see that she's doing it. Yeah. She's doing it. So yeah, Kelsey, me seeing Kelsey's episode Episode was like inspired you to reach out your story. And yes, people need to know. Yeah. People need to to know that they need to be better. People have gotten lazy in this world in relationships and physically, but relationships most because the world has become such an emotional place. Mm-hmm. People don't think that you're there for them unless you are physically there for them, mm-hmm. emotionally there for them. Be be the person that you would want somebody else to be yeah. for you. You know, do you want to live a lonely life? No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just always be present. That's it. Be present. Answer the phone. Yeah. Because that might be the last phone call you'll ever get from them. Do you have any last words for us? Uh, Just thank you. Thank you for allowing me to tell my story. Or, you know, just a little part of it. There's so much more to tell. But, you know, this was the, this is the most recent heartbreaking and heartwarming thing that's happened in my life and it's the most important all that stuff in the past you know things that have happened relationships heartache parents none of that matters anymore it just doesn't matter yeah it's the now and future mostly the future yeah you know you gotta you can't live for yesterday it's over with it's gone what are you gonna do with it yeah. You can't go back and get it again. Yeah. Got to live for today and live for tomorrow. Thank you so much for <laughs> coming here. And You're welcome. Thank you so much for telling your story. And you've inspired me so much with just an hour talking with <laughs> you. Like, 
I can't wait to come back. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Same. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Oh. <laughs>